Due to adult content, parental discretion is advised. To begin. To begin. Are you watching closely? How to start? I just, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? In Life Itself, a memoir, Roger Ebert begins. I was born inside the movie of my life. I was born a poor black child. The visuals were before me. I was born in it. The audio surrounded me. Molded by it. The plot unfolded inevitably, but not necessarily. I don't remember how I got into the movie, but it continues to entertain me. At first, the frames flicker without connection. We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are. Where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person. And the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand a little bit more about different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. Here's the deal. You just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, no, no. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Welcome to Cock and Bull Movie Talk. What used to be a Tristram Shandy story. In which, apparently, obviously, we don't talk about Tristram Shandy minute by minute. But isn't that the point? Good Lord, what is this story all about? Cock and Bull story. Here's your host, me, Professor Robert E. G. Black. Alone again. And now I'm all alone again, nowhere to turn, no one to go to. <laughs> without a hope, without a friend, without a face to say hello to. I have a guess maybe next time, well not next episode, but the next pairing when it comes. In the meantime, I'm going to do what I do. Today will be like last time. I think of it in a way as a test. I thought of doing a Groundhog Day Project blog podcast a couple of years ago, where it was just read the entries in order, at least the first 365. Problem was, the only way it was going to work is if I did it daily. And recording and editing those every day, even though they are fairly simple, straightforward, don't have to add stuff to them, it's going to take a lot of effort and time. But I am doing a Groundhog Day Movies by Minute podcast later this year. And while I may have some guests... There's already been a Groundhog Minute podcast, Sean and Dave, and they did a good job. They covered this movie well. I just feel like I have to cover it, given my history with the film. So, while I might not always have guests, I will then include a bunch of material from the blog, copy and paste sections that go with the minute of the film. So, here we go, me reading another entry outright. Oh, by the way, we're on Group 16. Stand by me. Versus extremely loud and incredibly close. I'm still stuck on Stand By Me. Day 1383, 15th May 2020. Hard up for material. It's interesting watching Stand By Me these past few days. Things I noticed that I didn't notice or couldn't have noticed before. When I watched this as a kid, I had no idea what card game they were playing in the treehouse. I've since played 31 a bunch of times, but only just a handful of years ago. Some background extras reflected on the glass behind Gordy, right after he fires Chris's gun accidentally, walk the same bit of block twice. Two different takes, I assume. But also, and this one has an interesting meaning for me, the music that plays when Gordy goes into his brother Denny's bedroom to get his canteen. Pretty sure it's just called Denny's Theme, 
sounds a lot, to my untrained ear at least, like a part of the score for a far more recent film, Never Look Away. also still left on this bracket, by the way. But it's a long foreign language film, so I don't know if anyone's going to want to talk about it with me. But then that connection has me thinking about Never Look Away, and also about how there's a bit in the Ex Machina score that sounds like, and I think deliberately, music from Jurassic Park. And then as I'm typing this, Great Balls of Fire comes on during the mailbox baseball, and it occurs to me the particular song was also featured in Top Gun earlier that same year. Awesome! Awesome! You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Keep my love, got the man who's 
goes to a Pictionary game sometime that same year or maybe into the next, when I meant to guess Great Balls of Fire, but instead, because I was a preteen boy and we had deliberately sung the lyrics incorrectly to that song all year, cried out, goodness gracious, my balls are on fire, in a Pictionary game in which my mother was also a player. But that's the thing about these older movies. I know so much of the dialogue still, I know the characters and the situations, and in the best of these older movies, like this one, I can still feel the emotions and be moved by the story. By the way, and this is an interesting parenthetical in the blog, because this is a relatively recent entry. Stand By Me, Never Look Away, and Ex Machina were all in my top 36 movies when I ran a sort of bracket on my podcast, Cock and Bull Minute. Whoa, that's this one. Stand By Me has a good shot at ranking near the top going forward, though the process is currently, deliberately, going very slowly. Yet I seem to be having trouble writing about the movie itself even as I'm imagining taking it in even more painstaking detail in a Movies by Minutes podcast format. Not that I need more shows in my head or on my docket. I've got three shows running currently. Four, actually. Now. One, on an increasingly indefinite hiatus, though I keep meaning to get back to editing episodes and have a bank of recorded ones waiting. That's the room in it, which has since come back. And at least two planned for next year. Ish. That's three, and that's now this year but it won't be until all the other shows are over, so it'll be later this year. The format fits me in the way I like to think about movies, and if not for this blog, I wouldn't even be doing that. Sean German found me because of this blog, had me as a guest on Groundhog Minute, and the rest is podcasting history. Each of these four boys has their big emotional beat. Even Vern. Just watch his face when he's running from the train. Teddy's comes early, fighting with Milo Pressman about his dad. Chris has the big one, that, coupled with Gordy fainting after the leeches, marks the climax of the film, even before they find Ray Brower, or face down Ace. And Gordy has several emotional beats, but it is his story. But even more interesting than the big obvious moments are the way certain smaller moments build. Like Chris drags Teddy off the train tracks to save his life and immediately wants peace when Teddy gets mad. Come on, Teddy! Come on, Teddy, man. Get off the tracks. You're crazy. Train dodge. Dig it. Get the hell off the tracks, Teddy. You want to get yourself killed? Just like the beach in Skin it. I could have dodged it. 
Listen, Teddy, you can dodge it on the way back, man. Peace. Skin it. The two of them trade insults throughout the film. There's a great moment right after they find Brower and Gordy sits on a log in no mood to do anything. Chris is going to talk to him, of course. When he tells Vern and Teddy to look for sticks to make a stretcher, Teddy just nods and gets to it. Why did you have to die? What's the matter with Gordy? Nothing. Why don't you guys just go over there and look for some branches, okay? Okay. Like in their realist moments, these characters know something needs to be done, and they have a good idea of who might know what that is. Gordy does introduce Chris as the leader of their gang. Chris Chambers was the leader of our gang and my best friend. He came from a bad family, and everyone just knew he'd turn out bad, including Chris. A notion of a plan starts to form in the back of my head. I've got at least one more day with this film and this blog. At least one more episode with this film and this show. Maybe there will be more. Or maybe somewhere else. Hmm. No one has covered the show in a movies by minutes format yet, as far as I know. It's not on the spreadsheet, not on the site, moviesbyminutes.com. And there's been group projects every year lately. And at some point, I believe Jim said that this year's, best years of our lives, is the last one he's going to be running. I may take it on myself to run the next one, like I did Dave Made a Minute. Stand By Me is a good candidate. One team might not want to do it, because it's daunting, it's something everyone knows, it's emotional, it's literary, as it were. Thematically, it would fit. In the meantime, it continues on the bracket. Huh? And you know what's going to win this duo. Perfect. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Movie Talk. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or Facebook at Cock Bull Minute, or check LemonDrops.com for links. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Ah. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a Mandalorian! Why would you create such an abomination? This is the weapon of the cowboy. The, uh, it's a past stuff that dreams are made of. Cut. That's a wrap. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! Shut up! Shut the fuck! You're all right to take me. Shut up! Will you shut up? Shut up! Shut, 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 shut up! You're still here? Shut up! Now! It's over. Go home. Go.